G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Listen to this every morning. God deposits into your bank of time 1,440 minutes, which equal 24 hours. Now, you have to choose how you will spend those minutes. And what you don't spend is forfeited forever. The time God has given us is a gift, but it's a gift with a purpose. Pastor Greg Laurie says we need to invest that gift for God's kingdom. Take that time that God has given and let's use it wisely. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. But the way many live their lives, their de facto prayer might be, God, I've got some big plans and dreams and I'd really appreciate if you'd get on board and help make them a reality. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie looks at the life of King Belshazzar, whose plans and dreams evolved into sin and debauchery. God sent the king a text message of sorts that told the king what was coming. So let's grab our Bibles and turn to Daniel chapter 5. Daniel chapter 5. And the title of my message is The Writing is on the Wall. Belshazzar was the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. He was the final ruler of Babylon. He was an evil young man that went out of his way to mock and attack God and he reaped the very heavy consequences of doing that. He actually saw the very hand of God writing on the wall of his palace with a very specific warning. Let's read about what happened. Daniel chapter five. I'm reading verses one to six. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Many years later, King Belshazzar gave a great feast for a thousand of his nobles, and he drank wine with them. While Belshazzar was drinking the wine to give orders to bring in the gold and silver cups that his predecessor Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem, he wanted to drink from them with his nobles, wives, and concubines. He brought these gold cups taken from the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem. And the king and his nobles and his wives and concubines drank from them. Now let me just stop for a moment. These are vessels, instruments, that are used for the worship of God. So this guy goes out of his way to say, oh, these are for God? Well, let's fill them with wine and let's worship the false gods of Babylon. Verse four, while they drank from them, they praised their idols made of gold and silver and so forth. 
Suddenly they saw the fingers of a human hand writing on the wall of the king's palace near the lampstand. The king himself saw the hand as it wrote. His face turned pale with fright. His knees knocked together in fear and his legs gave way beneath him. Enter the queen mother, the grandmother. Grandma's here. She walks in and says, boy, you need to talk to the prophet Daniel. He was a great help to your grandfather and he would be of great help to you right now. Go talk to the man of God. Now Daniel had pretty much been off the grid for 10 years at this point, but he was ready for action. And when he was called on and he immediately uh, comes in, he's ready to deliver the word of the Lord. And he reminded the boy king of his grandfather and his dramatic conversion. And then Daniel says to Belshazzar, verse 22, Belshazzar, you knew all of this, but you have not humbled yourself. So God has sent you a message, verse 25. Here it is, many, many, tekel, parson. Here's what it means. Many means numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign and he's brought it to an end. Tekel means weighed. You've been weighed in the balances and you fail the test. Parson means divided. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Loose paraphrase, buddy, your number is up. That very night, Belshazzar, the Babylonian king, was killed. There's gonna be a last night for every person. There'll be a last meal, a last statement, a last breath, then eternity. I was uh, on a radio program this week, Pastor's Perspective with Brian Broderson. And toward the end of the program, a lady called. She was very distressed. Her mother, Vicki, was dying. She was on her deathbed. The family was gathered around Vicki. And though Vicki was a believer, she was a little bit afraid. And she said, the whole family is listening to the radio right now. Can you say something to her? <laughs> and I just thought of what I would say if I walked into that room personally, but it happened to be on the radio. And I just said, Vicki, here's what Jesus wants you to know. He says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said, we don't know the way. We don't know where you're going. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. I said, Vicki, you are going to go now into the presence of God, and you don't have to be afraid. You're gonna leave all of your pain behind you. All of your questions are gonna be answered and you're gonna see the Lord and he's gonna say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. That's the hope of faith, you see. There's nothing like it. And so one day life will end. So here's what we need to do. Uh, live our lives wisely. We don't know how much time we have in this life before us. Listen to this, every morning God deposits into your bank of time 86,400 seconds. <laughs> That's 1,440 minutes, which equal 24 hours. Now, you have to choose how you will spend those minutes. Nothing will be carried over to the next day on credit. 
you have to spend it and what you don't spend is forfeited forever. Take that time that God has given and let's use it wisely. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today we're studying the remarkable encounter King Belshazzar had with a handwriting on the wall in Pastor Greg's message, The Writing is on the Wall. Let's continue. Okay, here's four takeaway points as we come to a close. Number one, and we learned this in the last message, no one is beyond the reach of God. Belshazzar could have been reached, but because his heart was hardened, he was not given another chance. Folks, listen to me. There is a point of no return. I don't know when it actually happens in a person's life, but I'm telling you, it's out there somewhere. There is the unpardonable sin where you can blaspheme the Holy Spirit. We don't know what it is, so we always want to keep reaching out with the message of the gospel and never give up on anyone. No one is beyond the reach of God. Number two, having been reached, we need to pass it on to others. Nebuchadnezzar did not reach his son, evil, or his grandson, Belshazzar. And so these truths need to be passed on. Listen, you're laying a legacy right now for your kids and grandkids. Let me take a quick poll. How many of you have children? Raise your hand up. You have children, all right? Lots of you. Uh, How many of you have grandchildren? Wow, lots of you. How many of you have great-grandchildren? Okay. First of all, God bless you for being at church and being a great example. You made the right decision today, right? You did. Because there's a lot of things that people would rather do on Sunday sometimes than go to church. And some people are saying, I can't go to church as much as I used to. You know, there's a game on TV or it's a beautiful day and we're gonna go to the beach or I wanna go golfing or I'm gonna stay at home and watch online. That's what I'm gonna do. I'll watch online. You're really missing out. You need to be here as an active part of the church. And you know, and listen, people watch us around the country. And so I would say to those folks, you need to be an active part of your church, okay? I've shared these stats with you before. Listen, if both mom and dad attend church regularly, 72% of their children will be faithful to do the same. If only dad attends church regularly, 55% of the children will remain faithful. If only mom attends regularly, 15% of the children will remain faithful. If neither attends regularly, only 6% will remain faithful. Your kids are watching you. You're modeling it for them. What priorities are you showing them? Do they see you read the Bible? Do they see you pray? Do they see you seeking to live a life that honors God? You're setting an example for them. Be very aware of that. Point number three, we're almost done. We're placed here on this earth to glorify God. One of the things that Daniel said to Belshazzar is he said, you've been weighed in the balances, you've been found lacking, and you have not glorified God. That's why I'm here. You say, why am I here? You're here to glorify God. You say, what does that even mean? It means that you recognize that your life is a gift from God, and whatever you do, you want to do it for the glory of God. Last point, one day we will be weighed in God's divine scales. Don't be a spiritual lightweight. What does that mean? It just means something, you know, they believe, but there's no substance, there's no depth. There's just not much of anything. 
Look, one day you're gonna reap what you sow. And I know that's usually used in a negative way. You'll reap what you sow. Well, yes. But it can be positive or negative. Let's go back to a verse I quoted earlier. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. If he sows to the flesh, he'll reap corruption. But if he sows to the Spirit, he'll reap life everlasting. Yes, if I sow to the flesh. Yes, if I don't have time for God and I break His commandments, I'll reap the repercussions. But also, yes, if I have time for the Lord and I do what He wants me to do, I'll reap those blessings as well. What kind of spiritual weight does your life have right now? Some of you are thinking, I'm, I don't like this message that much. Um, why? Well, maybe because you're not living as you ought to live. Maybe, number one, you're not a Christian. And we'll get that settled in a moment. Or number two, you're a Christian, but you're not really living for the glory of God. You know, you kind of check in with God. You check the little boxes, you know. I read my Bible, I don't know, some recently. <laughs> and uh, I'm here at church, so that should earn me a little favor with God. And, but you're not really honoring Him or seeking to live for His glory. You would say, honestly, you failed. Well, God gives second chances, doesn't He? There's another time the finger of God wrote. He wrote on the wall in the palace of Belshazzar. He wrote on the tablets of stone. And then there was a woman caught in the act of adultery. And remember, she was brought before Jesus. And her accuser said, this woman has been caught in the very act of adultery. And the law says, she should be stoned. What do you say? And Jesus began to write on the ground in the sand. We don't know what Jesus wrote, but he wrote something. And then he stood up and said, let him that is without sin among you cast the first stone. And they looked at what he had written and he went down again and wrote a little bit more in the sand. And each of them dropped their rock and they went back home. And there was now this woman who had been caught in the act. And Jesus turned to her and he said, woman, where are your accusers? She says, Lord, I have none. He says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Powerful. And that's what Jesus says to each of us. When we have sinned, when we've fallen short, he will forgive us. Now here's the interesting question. When did this woman become a believer causing Jesus to say, go and sin no more? Probably in a nanosecond. Probably about the time he said to her accusers, if you're without sin, cast the first stone and they all left. And then he says, where are your accusers? She says, Lord, I have none. She called him Lord. Right there, she believed. How long does it take to believe in Jesus Christ? Does it take years or months or days? No, it doesn't even take hours. It can happen in a moment. It can happen in a second where you just say, I believe in Jesus and I choose to follow Jesus. That can happen for you right now. So we're gonna close in prayer. And in a moment I'm gonna extend an invitation for you to have the Lord say to you, you're forgiven. Go and sin no more. We all fall short. We all break God's commandments. We all fail. But Jesus died for those sins on the cross 2,000 years ago. And he rose again from the dead. And now he stands at the door of our life and he knocks and says, if we'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. Has Jesus ever come into your life? If not, would you like him to? 
So when that day comes, when you're on your deathbed, if you have the luxury of a deathbed, and by that I mean some people know the end is coming. They can say goodbye to people they care about. But for others, death comes suddenly and unexpectedly. Are you ready for that moment? If you are, you don't have to be afraid. But if you don't have Christ living inside of you, you should be scared. Your knees should be knocking. Just like old Belshazzar. But God will forgive you. He would have forgiven Belshazzar if he had repented, but that was not the intent of this young king's heart, but it could be the intent of your heart. There's no sin he will not forgive if you will ask him to forgive you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to walk this planet of ours, to live a perfect life, then to die a perfect death, and then to rise again from the grave. And Lord, we know that Jesus is here with us right now, standing at the door of our life and knocking. And if we'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. I pray for any that are here that don't know you yet, Lord. Help them to come to you and believe. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if listening today has inspired you to want to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg can walk you through that right now. The Bible says whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I want to lead you in a prayer where you will be doing just that, calling on the name of the Lord. So listen, if you want your sin forgiven, if you want to know that when you die, you will go to heaven, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life and take away your guilt and your shame, then just stop what you're doing and pray this prayer with me right now. Pray this after me if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I have broken your commandments. I have fallen short of your standards. But 2,000 years ago, you died on that cross for me. Then you rose again from the dead. So Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior and my Lord and my God and my friend. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg and meant them sincerely, the Lord has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. Now we want to welcome you into the family of God, and we'd like to send some follow-up materials your way to help you begin to live a life of faith. Let us send you our New Believers Growth Packet. Just ask for it when you call us on 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg brings us one of the most familiar stories regarding Daniel. We'll follow Daniel right into the lion's den. Join us again tomorrow. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called The Writing is on the Wall. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-005011 or visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.